you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. You better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Dubai. Even though I'm in Dubai, you might hear some music in the background. It's because I am in a Denny's. <laughs> there's a 24 hours, uh, there's a Denny's that's open for 24 hours a day uh, here in Dubai, and I am sitting together with one of our Back to Jerusalem workers. Um, we have a team that is on their way to Iraq today. Uh, we just came back from the airport. We were on our way to Iraq, but we had some problems with our flight. So we decided to grab some breakfast at Denny's, which is one of my favorite places in Dubai to have breakfast. And then uh, we will go back to the airport and our Chinese team will make their way to Iraq. As we are sitting here, I was just thinking during our conversation that this is a podcast that I would like to share just because this is something that I think that a lot of our supporters should know about. Um, even though we have several Back to Jerusalem missionaries that we are helping to get into other countries, not, not all of these missionaries that are able to go into these other countries are able to have an easy time setting up. I think sometimes when we hear about the, uh, the, the Back to Jerusalem missionaries that go into these different countries, I think oftentimes we give them this, this position of, of invincibility. I, maybe you're not like that, um, but I, I have always been that way, that these guys can basically accomplish almost anything. But there are challenges. Uh, as I'm sitting here together with my good friend, I'm not going to na- give uh, uh, her name or for the name of the brother that's sitting with me. The, the, the brother is not able to speak English, but the sister that is here, she is able to speak English. She's done several podcasts with me in the past before. And um, you were just sharing with me, you know, some of the challenges that the Chinese have when they go into other countries. One of those challenges being that they don't have experience in doing business. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit, like, what is the weakness of the Chinese when, when, when they go into another country? You know, nowadays, you know, most of the missionaries, they are a missionary, not just a uh, for one year because a Chinese church is, is, like, is like that. You know, if you said I have a vision to go to somewhere, want to preach, the leader will not let you to go to somewhere immediately, which means uh, being a missionary, you should be trained. You should, uh, you should have several years um, uh, serving background in your own hometown. So, for example, you know, um, uh, as, I, as I was 15 years old, I attended the Bible study, so which means I have a long... You were how old? 15. You were 15 years old, yes. and that's when you first went to Bible school. Yes. How old were you when you when you first, beca- first became a Christian? I'm 14 years old, around. So you were 14 years yes. old when you yes. became a Christian, yeah. and then at 15 you were sent to a Bible school, so yes. you were not in high school at the time. Yes. Right. So you, you left school and went to Bible school at the age of 15. Yes. How did you become a Christian when you were 14 years old? 
my middle school teacher who preached to us. And then I was got uh, saved by Jesus Christ. So at that time, you know, in my in my age, in my uh, in my background, at that time, you know, most of the teenagers, the same age like me, our leaders, our uh, even though my parents are not Christians, but most of the missionaries' parents, uh, encourage them. The Lord will come soon. Please quit your study. Do not go to school to study anymore. Even though my my elders from my church told 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 me, you just study Bible is enough. The knowledge is nothing. Why don't you waste your time to the social school to learn more? Uh, knowledge. So we had we had this kind of influential uh, influence from our elders, from our pastors. So we felt the best lover for God is that who is someone who could quit their everything, who quit their their study, who quit who could quit their job, who could uh, give everything up for Jesus Christ. That's the reason, you know, most of my classmates they are just graduated from the middle school. Most of my um, my classmates, even though some of them have the good scores at school, but the pastors and the um, and elders and their parents told 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 us, please do not study anymore. Being a missionary, you should study as much as possible from the Bible and the church. That's enough. So when you were 14, yeah. you were going to middle school. Your yeah. middle school teacher led you to Christ. You became a Christian yeah. at that time. And at that time, did you quit school? Uh, as I was uh, 16 years old, I quit my school. I told my father, do not want to go to my school anymore, even though my father beat me and uh, send, uh, you know, some um, some gifts to my teacher and uh, try to ask my teacher, try to... I, I didn't. Yeah, so I just want to, because we are in a restaurant, so I, I want to make sure that we're not talking too loud. Um, but so you, um, you were just saying, just to do a recap on what you were talking about, you were just saying that during that time when you became a believer, basically all of the older Christians said, there's no need for you to go to school. There's no need for you to finish high school. There's no need for you to go to college. That knowledge is useless. The only thing that you should be doing is studying the Bible and studying to be a missionary because Christ is coming soon. So there was this urgency that was put on you to step, leave school and then go to Bible school. Now, you went to Bible school and you began to study and you said that your father beat you for uh, going to because you quit school and because you were going to church your father beat you because your father is not a not a Christian yes yes it is so which means you know in my uh, in my ages the most of the missionary didn't have much didn't have a high education that's because we had this kind of influential we felt that the best Christian shouldn't study more the Bible is enough for us. <laughs> and so the best Christians should just yeah. put their stop everything, study the Bible, and go out to be missionaries. Yeah, and 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 as silly as that might sound to a lot of people, that has been the main thrust of the Back to Jerusalem vision with the Chinese is that they have abandoned everything and gone out to serve the gospel mission field. And so your your father and your mother were not Christians when you became a Christian. Uh, you said that your father beat you. How did your mother feel about you becoming a Christian? 
Also, they was cried, said if I want,、uh, if I want to reduce my beating for my father, she said, please do not go to the church anymore. Every time she was crying in front of me, try to beg me, do not go to the church anymore. And also, after two years, my father. Uh, my father felt he couldn't let me go to the school anymore, so he tried his best to arrange a job for me. Because I'm too young to have a job, he changed my idea. You know, my idea, my my idea. So your father, your father, arranged for you to have a fake ID so that、yeah. you would have a different birth date, yeah, so that you could be older on your ID, ID,、yeah. so that you could get a job. Yes. And your mother was begging you,、yeah. please don't go to church anymore.、Yeah. If you don't want your father to beat you. Don't go to church, and she was、yeah. begging with tears in her eyes to keep you from going to church. Yeah. Did you go to church anyway? Yes, of course. <laughs> and you know, I told you the story after I had job for one year. I quit it. I just wrote a letter to my father, but quietly I left my home for three years. You know the story. How old were you when you left home?、Uh, I am a kind of. Eighteen or something. Eighteen, eighteen. So you were eighteen. Yes. Your father did not want you to be a Christian.、Mm-hmm. He began to persecute you and beat you physically. Beat you. How did how did he beat you? Did he did he hit you with his fist? Did he hit yes, you with? Yes. 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 And so, while he was drunk, that's when he would beat you, yes, yes. and that's when he would become upset. And then your mother told you that he would not do that if you would stop going to church. Yes, it is. So, from there, you decided that you're going to leave home,、yeah. but you didn't tell your parents you were going to leave home. You wrote it down in a letter. So you basically told them goodbye、yeah. in a letter when you were 18.、Yeah. And you, where did you put that letter? Put, um, put nearby my、uh, pillow. Because why I have to wrote a letter to my father? Because I told my father many many times I want to left my home. I couldn't say I will left my home for Jesus Christ because I I shared with you my father is a government worker and government leader. I know he will、um, go to the church to、uh, sue the church. Later, all the policemen came to the church to arrest them. So.、Uh, Uh, for why I told my father I I left my home for some reasons didn't mention any religion because I do not want to bring any problem for my local churches. Yeah. So if your father would have known, so even when you wrote the letter,、yeah. you had to be very careful how you wrote your goodbye letter. So you wrote a goodbye letter to tell your family goodbye. And then you put the letter by your pillow so that they would find it,、yeah. but you couldn't tell your father that you were going to serve the church、yeah. because if he would have known that you were going to serve the church, he would have told the police、yeah. and had the police raid the local church.、Yeah. And so, for to protect your your fellow believers, you told your father that you were leaving, but you didn't tell him details about why you were leaving. Yes, it is. Yes.、Yeah. Mm. So. <clears throat> Um, from there, 
um, you began to go to more Bible training, language training, began to study the language, and your vision was to work on the mission field or to preach the gospel. It is, and so which means you know, uh, not just for me, for uh, every all my classmates who from the Bible school. Uh, so nowadays we are we already grew up. So when the church leader send the missionary to go out, basically they will send a worker who had a uh, who who had a more years serving experience at the church, right? But nowadays, you know, most of us already. 36 to 37. I'm 37 already. Already, so most of them already over 30 something like that, and most of them already get married, have children. So I'm go to each gospel field and meet most of my classmates, most of my Bible classmates, a lot of my uh, my my friends. You know, because they grew up in those kind of the environment, so most of them didn't have any, didn't have much education, didn't have a lot of skills. Also, because they was working, they used to work with the Christians, which means they, uh, they they had few chance to work with the unbelievers, have the few chance to have the skills to work for for the social world. So it's really a um, problem. Yeah, so let me just break this down for our audience. What you're saying is that your experience is not unlike many of the other uh, people your age, their experience. Like when if they were going to school and they became a Christian right away, they were told by the Christians um, who were a part of their church at the time, the elders that were a part of the church, quit school, just study the Bible, that's all you need. And so your generation is largely uneducated when it comes to secular education, but you are very knowledgeable about the Bible, which has all been good. However, there are some practical problems that you and I have been discussing. Uh, for instance, we've been talking about Pakistan. And in Pakistan, there is a, a group that went to serve in Pakistan, but they encountered problems. Can you tell us a little bit about the problems that the, the group that went to Pakistan, what they incurred? Yes, you know in Pakistan, uh, the the church leader tried to send six uh, missionary to go to uh, uh, so which uh, now six couples to uh, to be a missionary in Pakistan, but because they are uh, grew up at church since they were a child, until now they uh, once they were sent to go to abroad, they. They didn't have any skill to survive on this world, on, on Pakistan. Um, so life is very difficult for them to keep to living there. That cost to couple already left Pakistan. Even though there still have another four couples who are living in Pakistan, but they just earn a little bit. And, and, and that's not easy for them. So basically what you're saying is that there was a church in China that sent six couples, so that's 12 people. They sent 12 people to serve and work in Pakistan. And out of that, um, out of those six couples, two couples returned back because life was hard. They, they started a business, but they weren't able to run the business. They had never run a business before. And because they had never run a business before, this was all new for them. This was very difficult for them in Pakistan. So two of the couples had to return back. There are still four couples serving in Pakistan, 
but they're having a hard time. They're having financial difficulties. Their business is suffering. Their business is losing money. They're constantly contacting the church, asking the church to send money to help them out to make it into the next month. This is this has been a challenge for them, right? It is. It is. Yeah, because uh, you know, oftentimes when I see these believers, they're excited, they're ready to go out to the field. I help them go out to the field. I'm going to be going and meeting with the ones at the end of next month that are in Pakistan, and the those that have been serving in Pakistan. I know that God has called them there because of the way that they've been able to operate and minister.、Um, however, that doesn't mean it's easy. It is very, very difficult for them. They're leaving their country, so people are not speaking their language.、Um, they are leaving their culture. The Muslim country is completely different. They have some of them have children, and so the children they have a big difficulty adjusting to the school systems,、uh, going into a Muslim school system, learning a completely different language than the mother or the father, and then with a business. It's a different business environment than China. Different laws, different rules, different investment strategies,、um, and all of these things are a, a challenge for the Back to Jerusalem missionaries. And this is before they even start with the spiritual warfare. So, for those of you that have been supporting Back to Jerusalem and the Back to Jerusalem missionaries, keep this in mind. That when these missionaries, when they leave out,、uh, it is not easy for them. They don't necessarily、um, adjust right away and start planning churches and see immediate success. The reason we celebrate so much during some of the success that we see is because we see almost an equal amount of suffering. I don't want to say failure because I don't believe that the efforts of those that have gone and shed their 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 lives for the gospel has been a failure. But for us, looking at it with our cultural secular eyes, we can very much see it as a failure.、Um, the, but these back to Drew, and it's not just Pakistan. There are other countries that they're serving in that are also having challenges. You were sharing with me a little bit about、um, a, a brother that we work very closely with in Burma. Can you tell me a little bit about his story in Burma? <clears throat> my class, my friend, he was sent to Burma at two thousand two thousand ten. So in 2010, he was sent to Burma. Yes, and、uh, before he was sent to Burma, because they have a Christian, but he is a businessman. He is not a、uh, really devoted Christian, but he had a, he had a vision.、Um, uh, in fact, his vision is in Indian, but、um, not this Indian Indian store. Door are not opened widely, so my leader sent him to go to Burma instead of there. So this brother, he had a vision to go to India, but the door was not open for him in India. So the leader sent him to Burma, and in Burma there was a brother who was familiar with business. So he began to work with this brother that knew about business. Yes, and one day, uh, uh, one, uh, but at that time he already get married, and so the leader sent a car, sent he and his wife to go to there. So his wife is a.、Uh, Is a is a full time preacher to preach among the locals. His wife got the lo、uh, study the local language、um, by herself. The uh, uh, you know, God help helped her 
she could speak local language by half a year, by just half a year. One day he read the Bible. God told her,、um, "Please go to the villagers to preach." So he and his wife they went to Burma to serve together.、Yeah. She began to study the language, and only a half a year she、yes. was able to speak the local language of the Burmese yeah. people. Yeah. And then after she had been studying for half a year, she got a vision of God to go out and minister. So she began to minister. Yeah, go to the villagers to preach. So when she preached,、uh, everyone saw God, God's God's light shining on her. On her body, so the we almost most of the villagers came to God, and they called this couple king and queen. Really, so they、yes. went into the village. Now we're not going to name the village because、yes. of security reasons.、Yes. But when she went to go speak in the village, just as she had been told to do so because of a vision, so she went because of a vision. And when she got to the village, the villagers saw that she was illuminated,、yes. almost like an angel.、Yeah. So there was a light coming from her, and because of the light, supernatural light. People began to come to Christ, and they referred to her and her husband as the king and queen because of this supernatural light that accompanied them when they went into the village. Wow, that's an amazing testimony. But keep going. But the which means the locals are really highly respect them a lot. Every time they are really expected them to come to preach to them. But you know, one day,、uh, about 2013, uh, uh, 2014 or 2013, uh, during the Chinese New Year, you know, Chinese Spring Festival is a big festival in China. My my leader, my leader, sorry, my leader went to the border of the China in Kunming to preach there. So my leader sent them email said, "I will." I will, uh, I will preach in the border of the Kunming. Would you mind to come to meet us and join this meeting? And so,、uh, when the wife got the email, the wife said, "This request from God. Whatever the risk we will take, we will accomplish it." So, in order, so they were living in Burma. So the man and his wife were living in Burma. They'd been ministering to the villages. The villagers highly respected them, put them in a high place of honor because they believed that God was working through them because of the illumination that they saw. Many of the locals became Christians while they were working in Burma. Their Chinese leader sent them an email asking them, "Would you come and join us at this conference? I'm going to be ministering in a city close to the Burmese border." And when the young lady received the email, she believed that the email was of God, and that she should go and join her leader and speak, and speak there. Yes, right. And、uh, so, when they try their best to come to the border of the China without any problems, but when they get into the Burma, because they just want a short of the time. To go and back, so they didn't get the visa. So, but you know, his company boss said it doesn't matter. I can help you because his company boss had a high reputation among the people. So, in somehow, you know. So the man and his wife decided to go to China, join their leader, and then come back into Burma, and they did that without having a proper visa. 
for try to save the time. But because they just wanted to save the time, and the boss of the Back to Jerusalem missionary, who was a businessman, yeah, who was a businessman, his company was able to provide the visa, and they said, "Don't worry about it. We 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 have a lot of." Influence and relationships, so therefore you can go back and forth across the border into China, back into Burma with no problems. Yeah. But when they came back into Burma, they had problems. Uh, they didn't have any problems when they back to the company. But the driver is the Buddhist. The driver is the Buddhist. When they drive them to the company, they notice they didn't go to the immigration to chop. On their passport. So the driver who drove them、yes. for the company,、yes. he was Buddhist,、yes. and so he noticed、yes. that they did not go through the proper procedures、yes. on their way back into、yes. the country.、Yes. So they did not get the stamp in their passport. Yeah. Then the driver drove them to the prison, to to the police station. So the, the, so the driver almost did like a citizen's arrest, and so he took it upon himself to drive them to the jail because he noticed that they did not have the proper immigration stamp. And the driver, the driver, the driver just want to get more money from the police station. So he want instead of trying to get more money from the Chinese, he tried to get more money from the police. <laughs> And he wanted the police to pay him for doing their job by turning in a Chinese that was not properly、um, stamped when he came back in for immigration. Wow, this is a very interesting Buddhist driver. <laughs> yes, you know when the when my friend and his wife was in the car, they saw thousands of the prisoner, thousands of the of、uh, police policemen holding the gun. Shooting on the air, and uh, to uh, speak to the Burmese, to them, please get off, please get off. But you know, at that time, my friend's wife just felt、uh, gas, gas,、uh, uh, gas atmosphere so close so, so to them. They just felt the evil, the the, the evil one, the Satan, just you know, attacked them through those people. So he praised the Lord. He sing the song so loudly instead of the car. She. So he is at the prison. They're sitting inside the car, and while they're inside the car, they can hear guns go off outside of the car. They can tell people. They can hear people tell them get out of the car. And so when they get out of the car, they're in prison. They're at the prison right now. So the Buddhist driver drove them directly to the a prison. Then. She said to the Buddhist driver, "She said about in Jesus' name, I command you, don't open the door at this moment. When when the time ready, I will ask you to open the door." Then, when she said about it, the driver was freezing, and、uh, she could saw the 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 because she was so freezing, it's shaking. You know, it, it's very hot in Burma,、mm. so she can see God walk. Walk on his heart. So she tells the driver, "I command you in the name of Jesus, do not open these doors." And immediately he was frozen. Yes, he was frozen and, and he was shaking, shaking,、yes. shaking as if he was cold. Yes, so he was unable to move, and he, but he is shaking, and it's almost as if he's like literally frozen, like a block of ice. Yes. But it's summer; it's hot in Burma.、Yes. Burma is a hot place. Myanmar.、Yes. Is a is a hot place to be. So he's definitely not frozen. But when she 
speaks in the name of Christ that you will not open these doors. He's frozen and he's not able to open the doors for a while. Yeah. Then uh, uh, she just keeps silent and pray, 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 and praise God a lot. And later, the top commander came to his door, came to their door side so gently, daughter, please come out. We treat you nicely. Be calm down. Just maybe 30 minutes later. Then, uh, when she get out, when she and her husband get out from the door. So a commander yes, of the prison, the, at the very yes. top person yes. of the, of the prison, after 30 minutes, after 30 minutes yes. he approaches the car, mm. says, ma'am, please calm down. Everything's going to be okay. We are going to treat you nicely. Yes. Please come out of the car. Yeah. So then that's when she came out of the car with her and her husband. Yeah. Then uh, she don't know why. Everyone was so quiet at that time. And the top commander asked each one to sit down on the ground to invite her to speak in front of all of the prisoners, all of the office workers. And at that why? Time, yeah. Why? Do you know why this happened? She don't know, you know, I so, think it's, it's the beginning, you know, she just felt the devil, the, 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 the Satan just want again, want to be the, just want to, you know, shoot, shoot to them even. But after 30 minutes prayer, the atmosphere will change totally. So uh, how, how many prisoners did she say were there that day? She said about a thousand of them. So about a thousand, so the, the driver drove her and her husband directly to the prison, going to turn them in because they have violated immigration policy. And she commands in the name of Jesus that the driver cannot open up the doors and he freezes. And she sits there and continues to pray for another 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, the commander, the warden of the prison comes up, knocks on the door and tries, says, please calm down. Everything's going to be okay. We will treat you nicely could you please come out and takes her and her husband in front of 1,000 prisoners and asks her to speak to them yeah also they have a lot of policemen are be there with the guns and but when she came out she was just sitting on the ground at the use the same you know body suggestion or by language and said about I came to hear now to fight, just preach by Jesus' name. I just want to use Jesus' name to love you. This is our main purpose. When she was preached, everyone was so moved and calmed down. Even though later, they have a they have a woman who are the police who are the police woman, can see police woman, came to Jesus Christ, and they treated two of them so nicely. They even prepared a, prepared a special room for them for those two weeks. They were in prison for two weeks. She said about by Jesus Christ, they could just were in prison for 15 days. Because, you know, in Myanmar, each of the prisoners, you know, once they was in, once they would have, have, have the sentence in prison, right? You know how long they will be? For 130 years, for 200 years, for 300 years, some, some of them have 400 years in prison. So once she was in the prison, she, she, she was crying a lot for each poor, poor, poor 
So basically, she began to preach. And the police, the armed guards, they were calmed down. They received her message. The prisoners were calmed down. They received her message. And then one of the female prison guards became a believer. And afterwards, after she was done speaking, she was saying that, you know, I, I come to share with you in the name of Jesus Christ. And she began to share the good news with the prisoners and the prison guards. Then the, the prison guards took her and t- gave her a very nice room to be incarcerated in uh, for 15 days. And so for 15 days, she was there. And she was only given 15 days. And what you're saying is there are many people there that when they're convicted of a crime, they can be given a lifetime sentence, sometimes 150 years, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, which is basically, you know, you're, you're going to be in prison until you die. And I know that the Burmese prisons are not good places to be. Brother Yun was in a Burmese prison for quite a while. So she was there for 15 days, her and her husband both. Can you tell us a little bit about their time when they were there in Burma? Uh, can I see the prison time, the, the prison experience? You know, um, her husband was sent to, to go to the men's prison room, right? And, uh, so, um, so her husband, uh, felt very disappointed about God while I was in prison until the next day he met a guy who is a Chinese, who is a Bamis Chinese. So she, he he from China to Burma just for business, but in somehow he was in prison already for many years. He said about before the brother and brother was came to this room, she he had dream that, uh, they have a godly man told him they have a, there there will have a um, have a man uh, to uh, bring the uh, to bring the heavenly new good news to you. Uh, this brother you will meet soon. So he, once he met this brother, he said, thanks God, finally my dream came true. God already told me, told me, he will send you to come to this prison. <laughs> then the brother said, <laughs> So there was a guy, he was from China, he's a Chinese Burmese. He came to Burma for, for business. Um, and while he was in Burma, he got arrested. He had already been there for quite some time, but he had seen that this godly man was going to be coming and he recognized the brother, the Back to Jerusalem missionary, when the Back to Jerusalem missionary walked into the room. And this guy was very excited because this was the person that he had been waiting for. Yeah. And also my, um, my friend's wife in the women's prison also, uh, as I told in the be- at the beginning, she already preached to the woman who is a police woman. She already came to Jesus Christ and uh, she preached to a lot of prisoners and uh, a lot of prisoners came to Jesus Christ. So she uh, full of the joy since the first day until the last day. Her heart full of joy. She didn't feel any pain in the prison as well as she um, as well as she uh, preached to them teach them songs and baptized to 
I don't know how many, but a lot of prisoners. She was so she's, she's actually doing yes. baptism services in the prison, baptizing people. Yes. So she's been effective. However, when they were released from prison, they had to go back to China, and they're not allowed to come back to Burma, and they had to pay a very large fine. Is that correct? It is. Uh, as I shared, you know, her husband could earn a lot for per year from the from the company. The company boss are really uh, value about this brother. Said, uh, "Could you stay here for longer? If I pay you a double salary, and I can pay the punishment fee from the immigration, if you can stay here, I'll try my best to to, uh, to help your family." However. She got her notice from my leader. She they need to back to our hometown to have more Bible study. So they pay. So they 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 are they are doing more Bible study now, and they are back in their hometown of Hunan Province, and they will not be able to go back to Burma. However, um, they are able to serve in other areas. And one of the challenges that we continue to see is that Chinese have not been. Properly educated in doing some of the businesses that they're doing, and sometimes it works out, sometimes it does not. And、uh, because of my way of communicating, I often talk about the times where we see great victories. But for those of you that are praying for back to Jerusalem, praying for the Chinese that are serving in these other areas, and even praying for the Western organizations who have come to these other countries to partner with the Chinese. Remember those that are having daily fights. They're facing daily challenges, and they're seeing daily disasters. They're facing constant opposition, and sometimes they feel like failures.、Um, this happens often, much, much too often. And sometimes, with these failures, comes the idea of should I just give up? Should I just go back home? Should I just leave all of this behind? And they need your prayers. They need your prayers to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep facing these challenges. It's not easy.、Um, uh, this is your first time. Right, this is your first time going to Iraq. So this afternoon,、um, you're going to be on a flight traveling together with this dear brother that's that's here with me as well, and you're going to be going into Iraq. Now, when you get to Iraq, there are there's already a Chinese team that's serving there. They've been facing challenges. They too feel underprepared. They too feel like they should just pack up and go home.、Um, What are you going to be doing when you get to Iraq? Are you going to be encouraging them at all? Are you going to be praying with them at all? What's your vision for when you go to Iraq? For me, because I I was a missionary in Myanmar before, I know how difficult being a missionary in another country. Because I know God knows where they are, where where they were there. Devil. Satan also know where they were there, so Satan want to use their own way, try their best to put them back to China, as as they could. So I just want to stay with them and、uh, psychology, a kind of psychology with each one of them, hold their hands to pray together to hear about their experience, and、uh, this is every time what what my plan to go to. Everywhere.、Mm. So, you know what it's like to be a missionary. You know what it's like to be because you served in Burma in Myanmar.、Um, you know what it's like to feel the depression of 
being unsuccessful, what you would consider to be successful, to you, you, like you said, God wants you there and Satan doesn't want you there. So therefore, he's going to put, Satan is going to put a lot of pressure on you to return back to China. Go back home. Give it up. But because of that experience that you've had, you are now going to be going to Iraq, spending time with our brothers and sisters there, encouraging them one-on-one, spending time and praying with them, and just giving them blessings from heaven. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us, and thank you for the listeners here at Back to Jerusalem that have been listening to our Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, my name is Eugene Bach. I'm your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Dubai. God bless you.